Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another segment of Devotional. Today, we are continuing our devotional series, Why Doesn't God Do Something? And today is day four of that devotional. So, the topic for today is Judgment Day. And just a reminder that this discussion is taking place between Sam and Lynn. Let's get into it. Sam says, Lynn, I've been thinking, have you been trying to tell me that everyone goes to heaven? Lynn says, I wish. The reality is that there also has to be a day of reckoning for the wicked. Do you really think that Joseph Stalin and a three-year-old toddler should both finish up in the same place? That would be unfair and unjust. The psalmist Asaf discovered this. You have set them in slippery places, he said to God about the wicked, and they are destroyed in a moment, swept away utterly by terrors. terrors. Psalm 73 verses 18 and 19. Sam says, hmm, I've never thought of it like that before. Lynn replies, if you believe in justice, Sam, you have to see the big picture. In Western society today, we have this kind of saturating belief that after death, there is some nice place where everyone goes regardless. Sam says, yes, I've seen that myself. Someone can be a drunk driver who has a serious accident at 2 o'clock in the morning, but at the funeral, he becomes a really good neighbor and a great family man. Someone else can be a rogue and a villain, but after they die, suddenly they become fine, upstanding citizens. Lynn says, well, that's putting it rather bluntly, but my point is that if there is no reckoning, then there is no justice. And that leaves us in a state of bleakness and despair. Because deep down we all know that there is a difference between good and bad, between wrong and right, and that it must be addressed. Our only hope is that there is a God who is both fair and just. We're asked to read Psalm 73 verses 17 to 19 and Habakkuk 2 verses 6 to 20. Alright, so this is Psalm 73 verses 16 to 28. And it reads, When I tried to understand all this, it troubled me deeply till I entered the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their final destiny. Surely you place them on slippery ground. You cast them down to ruin. How suddenly are they destroyed, completely swept away by terrors. They are like a dream. When one awakes, when you arise, Lord, you will despise them as fantasies. When my heart was grieved and my spirit embittered, I was senseless and ignorant. I was a brute beast before you. Yet I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel and afterward you will take me into glory. 
whom have I in heaven but you? And her earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Those who are far from you will perish. You destroy all who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, it is, it is good to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge. I will tell of all your good deeds. And that was Psalm 73, 17 to n- That was 16 to 28. Yes. All right. So we'll be reading Habakkuk 2 verses 6 to 20. Habakkuk 2 verses 6 to 20. Will not all of them taunt him with ridicule and scorn, saying, Woe to him who piles up stolen goods and make himself wealthy by extortion. How long must this go on? Will your creditors suddenly arise? Will they not wake up and make you tremble? Then you will become their prey. Because you have plundered many nations, the people who are left will plunder you. For you have shed human blood. You have destroyed lands and city and everyone in them. Woe to him who builds his house by unjust gain, setting his nest on high to escape the clutches of ruin. You have plotted the ruin of many people, shaming your own house and forfeiting your life. The stones of the wall will cry out, and the beams of the woodwork will echo it. Woe to him who builds a city with bloodshed and establishes a town with injustice. He has not the Lord Almighty determined that the people's labor is only fuel for the fire, that the nations exhaust themselves for nothing? For the Lord will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Woe to him who gives drink to his neighbors, pouring it from the wineskin till they are drunk, so that he can gaze on their naked bodies. You will be filled with shame instead of glory. Now it is your turn. Drink and let your nakedness be exposed. The cup of the Lord's right hand is coming around to you, and disgrace will cover your glory. The violence you have done to Lebanon will overwhelm you, and your destruction of animals will terrify you. For you have shed human blood. You have destroyed lands and cities and everyone in them. Of what value is an idol carved by craftsmen or an image that teaches lies? For the one who makes it trust in his own creation, he makes idols that cannot speak. Woe to him who says to wood, come to life, or to lifeless stone, wake up. Can it give guidance? It is covered with gold and silver. There is no breath in it. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. And that, my friend, are the two devotional scripture readings for today. And in Habakkuk, I liked, I I got the understanding that it was saying 
um do unto others have you as you'd have them do unto you what goes around comes around you know things like that because in the end it shall be you who will experience these things that you have done unto others the violence you have done to to lebanon will overwhelm you and this is chapter 16 you will be filled with shame instead of glory yes woe to him who gives drink to his neighbor pouring it from the wineskin till they are drunk so that they can gaze on their naked body you will be filled with shame instead of glory no it is your turn you liked you did this to someone else no it is your turn to experience this is this is what is happening now it is your turn drink and let your nakedness be exposed the cup from the lord's right hand is coming around to you and disgrace will cover your glory sometimes i wonder why is it that we have individuals people in general that would do something to other people and expect a different action in return so they would not have expected you to treat them this way right but at the same time they turn around and they do it to you so you're the only one that's supposed to feel this way that is supposed to be hurt in this way does that make sense it doesn't make sense why do they do it no but as the scripture says it will come back to you it is coming around to you and we have to ensure that whatever we are putting out it is something that we will be okay with if we experience it from someone else some people do it but don't really realize that they're doing it so what we have to do as God's people we too have to point it out to them that this is what you're doing and if they show no remorse then not saying you should do it back to them but you should pray about it hoping that God will open their eyes to the actions that they are doing in all things try to do good and the good will come back to you that is what i'm leaving with you today try to do good and good will follow you i believe that is a wonderful thought because generally we don't really think of the good that we're doing sometimes we go through our day not uh caring about or not thinking basically about what good we could do for someone else but it is a good thing to think about um what good can you do today how can you go out and put a smile on someone's face today uh yes how can you help someone in need today and they always say if you do good good will come back to you so not that you should do it expecting the good to come back to you but it is good that you have the mindset to always want better for someone uh, always trying to do the best thing to do the right thing 
and who knows yes it will come back i'm speaking from experience it will come back to you so that is it for today i hope that you have a wonderful day i hope that you will you have been blessed i hope that you will have a peaceful pleasant and productive day see you tomorrow